friends, we are not just um, adorable. We're also songwriters. <laughs> friends, you have just heard the first snippet of Kristen and I's first song. The <laughs> album will be coming out soon. Yes. Called <laughs> Silly Songs for Spiritual Days. No, that's not the title. That's not the title. Uh, the truth is we just like to have a good time. And sometimes when we're doing things like eating a smoothie or walking down the street or having a glass of wine, uh, songs get written. And our new song is, we used to always love to say to each other, life is for joy! Like, you have to throw your arms up and uh-huh. say it really loud, and life we, is for joy! And we would often say it when something, like, really traumatic was happening, like, <laughs> oh, my heart hurts, life, life is, is for, for joy! joy. <laughs> it actually gets you out of that state very quickly. Right. But now, it's changed. It's changed. It's become, life is for motherfucking joy! And if you are going through a difficult time, I guarantee this will put a smile on your face. (laughs) Whether just imagining us singing it to you while you were in said difficult time, or if you want to try it on yourself, it does uh, raise the vibration. Mm -hmm. If you follow me on Instagram, every post is either hashtag life is for joy or life is for motherfucking joy. And it just makes me happy and I feel like it's spreading a beautiful light in the world. That's what you do. Um, oh, man. Friends. We have the best topic today. It's why we're distracting you so much. We are purposely keeping you out of the resolution of what is going to happen today. <laughs> and it's very on topic. Today, we are talking about, are you ready for this? Oh, I like a drum roll. The delay. The delay. Oh. The delay. We all want to close on that house. Mm-hmm. We all want to meet Mr. or Mrs. Wright. We all want that project to be greenlit. We all want our children to be okay right now. We all want our health issues to resolve right now. We are obsessed with things happening now. And it causes us to feel very strong feelings about the word delay. It makes us anxious. It makes us anxious. It's interesting because we live in such a high-tech society where we have Instagram. I can see what 6,000 of my friends are doing right now. We have Facebook that connects us all over the world. We have fast food if you want something right away. I have an app for Starbucks that I can (laughs) order my coffee, leave my apartment, walk across the street, and it's It's waiting for me. So it's actually fascinating. We've been trained, even in the last 25 years, no delay. No waiting. Do you remember when you used to pick up the phone? It's actually still so funny. Even today, you pick up your phone, your iPhone, or whatever phone you have, you look at it, you see it's Kristen calling, and then you answer the phone by saying, hello? Like, you don't know who it is? Uh It's just a habit? But there was actually once upon a time when you would pick up your rotary phone and say, hello? Because you didn't know who it was. There was once a time you had to wait a week for Family Ties to come on the air. (laughs) You would watch it on a Thursday night and then have to wait an entire week before you could see cute Michael J. Fox again. And no longer. Now I can come home and I can binge watch a series. Yes. Right? There's, There's no delay. There's no delay. So our technology has put us into a position where when we find ourselves in delay, we feel immense discomfort. Mm -hmm. And also, we are now in such a state of instant gratification and everything happening here and now and right away and so fast. You might have the feeling of 
if you had a great experience with someone and you send them a text to say, hey, that was a great experience. I hope I see you again sometime. And they don't respond right away. Or you know the one on Facebook Messenger where you can see if they've seen what you wrote? Yes. But then you know they haven't responded. And it does things to you. Isn't it fascinating? I remember this time, like, this was was like four years ago when I was having the beginning of a new romance with with a certain mister. And uh, we were... um, on Facebook Messenger, and I could see the dots come out, and then they go away again, and then the dots would come out. And I remember we messaged for like an hour and a half, and eventually I had to be like, um, I keep seeing dots, and then they go away. And he's like, oh, I'm overthinking all of my responses to you. <laughs> I was like, thanks for the transparency. Yeah, speed dating, fast food. I mean, literally with speed dating, you can go and meet 10 people in one night. Like, yeah. ding, Meet for two minutes. Ding. Meet someone else. Ding. And now when we want to know information, we have Google. Yes. So the moment you have a question about how something works or where to buy something, you can you can get on your phone, you can order the thing, and it will be there. And, like, don't we have an issue that comes up, too, when we're on the subway? I think of it this way, too. When you're on the subway and you're like, oh, I want to buy this book. Oh, I don't have service right now. Yes. I can't get it right now. I have to wait till the next subway stop. Yes. (laughs) Or like someone just wrote something to you and you're like dying to respond, but you're like waiting to have the service back and you're in anxiety. They're going to be, we're in the middle of this conversation. I don't want them to be upset that I'm not responding right away. It causes anxiety when we cannot have everything right now. fascinating and you know what's so cute my beautiful parents were just here visiting and they're from Canada and you know there's a stereotype that people from Canada are really nice and uh, laid back and don't get too triggered about anything well I mean it is very true Uh, so I took my parents out it was their first night in New York I took them out for this uh, beautiful dinner and I took them to this really nice bistro really like fancy overlooking this beautiful park to just have a really nice experience so we ordered our food and we're having great conversation because we haven't seen each other in a long time and after like 45 minutes our food is still not there and I'm getting so agitated and my parents are like they have not even noticed so I end up saying to our beautiful waiter you know could you check in on our food and then the manager comes over and is like I'm so sorry so obviously our food order was forgotten Mm. so not only was it not coming but it definitely wasn't coming for like another half an hour right and it's so interesting that my internal reaction was like, well, this isn't right. And I hope we get a discount and I'm so hungry. And like, what are we going to do? And my parents were like, oh, it's totally fine. We're having the best conversation. Like, let it take how long it takes. And it was such an interesting perspective for me to say, wow, I got into anxiety in the delay. And there is actually another option. Yes, there's another option. Well, it's funny because... We get real uncomfortable with the idea of space. And we talked about that a bit last week with the art of emptiness is that space and the space in between when we have a desire for something and when it actually shows up makes us feel really uncomfortable. In fact, the space can bring up a lot of stuff for us. Mm -hmm. The space is where we can begin to ruminate. I was telling you I had an experience last night (laughs) where I went and saw a show at New York Theater Workshop, right? So it's down in like on uh, the East Village. And I got on the subway at Broadway and Lafayette and I'm headed to the Upper West Side. And here I am, I'm on the subway 
And all of a sudden, the subway stops, which happens. It's mm-hmm. cool. I'm listening to, like, Oprah's podcast in my ears. I'm, like, enjoying. You know, I'm all good. And uh, then all of a sudden, I'm like, we've been here for a minute. And I, like, look down. I'm like, we've been stopped for, like, five minutes. Well, I can breathe into it. No big deal. And then um, I'm like, uh, well, I finished that podcast. I'll put on another one. More time passes. Now it's been like 10 minutes. Huh. I watch these feelings come up inside of me. Like, I wonder how long we could be stuck here. I wonder if the subway's ever been stopped for hours. Oh. I started thinking, oh, I'm so glad I have leftovers from dinner in my bag in case I get hungry. Like, my mind started going to worst case scenario, and I could feel my breathing start to get like, a little shallow and I was like hold on nothing is happening here and then I started going I wonder if someone on this train will have a panic attack so by the time the train had been stopped for a half an hour this beautiful woman who was all dressed up head to toe moved from where she was sitting to my bench and she's like, just started having a conversation with me. And I was like, well, you look beautiful. <laughs> and she's like, I don't even want to be out tonight. I have some friends who came into town from Hong Kong. And I just was going to zip over for 10 minutes to have a drink with them. And now here we are. And we started talking to the, the girl next to her who um, had been working all day, uh, helping start a pop-up shop. And she was just trying to get home to her husband. We're having all this conversation, and we're like, it's been 40 minutes. And they kept getting over um, on the loudspeaker and saying, uh, friends, it'll just be five more minutes, and then we'll go. <laughs> and the woman who was all dressed up, go, who dressed up said, they're not managing our expectations well. <laughs> they should have told us it would, it would be 15 minutes, then if it happened in five, we'd be great. And I was like, well, this is fascinating. And I was like, life, what are you trying to teach me here? It's like, can you be okay when it feels like you're not moving? When it feels like you're not making any progress? Ooh, it's like, it's so fascinating how we, when we're in the space of delay, actually understand what's really going on with us. There's never the moment where in the space of resolution, we know ourselves better. What happens in the space of resolution is it confirms what we already know about ourselves. but what happens in the delay is the discovery of something we don't know about ourselves. So what happens in the opportunity of the space, if we are willing to be in the space and not rush into its resolution, is that we can actually know exactly where we are. And I think we always hear people say things like, when they developed an illness or, you know, if something happened in their family, that was really when in those moments they really knew how strong they were or how important certain things were to them that they didn't understand were that important or they made huge life changes that were more congruent with who they were here on the planet to be. And it's like in the space of the resolution of the tension, none of us actually know who we're here to be. We just feel relieved. Ooh, and isn't it true that the delay 
brings up anything unlike itself, the way that love brings up anything unlike itself. Mm -hmm. So that's when your limited beliefs come up. Like that's when your fears come up. On the subway, I saw my fears come up. So we can see in the space, you were talking earlier about auditions, Mm -hmm. how the space after you hear about an audition brings up, uh, what if I didn't do a good job? Insecurity, self-doubt. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's like the minute you finish your audition, I nailed it. I feel so great. You're in the vibration. You're in the energy. Once space goes by, you haven't heard anything. You didn't book it. You start recreating reality. You start having false memories. Well, maybe I wasn't that good. I'm second guessing myself. I'm thinking. And so there's something about the space that brings up so much question. And we are a society that is so obsessed with answer. But what the calling is, is to say all the juice is in the question, people. Can we stay in the question? And uh, what's interesting is I think we can get to the place, it reminds me of your subway story, we can all get to the place where we can be cool in a five-minute delay. But there's a moment of time where it passes, and it's different for all of us, where the delay got too long. Yes. What's interesting is uh, I think about a knock-knock joke. Always when you say, knock, knock, who's there, blah, 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 who, pause, space, delay. Wait for the punchline, drop the punchline. And there's a certain level of, ha, 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 resolution, we we got the joke. And it's only as rewarding as the space was in size. So the bigger payoffs are always going to come out of a bigger space. Ooh, let's repeat that one more time. The bigger payoffs always comes out of the bigness of the space. And it is not our job to obsess about the payoff or say, well, I'm willing to be in the space because then the payoff will be better. It's our willingness to be in the space because the space is actually where it is happening. So much so that the payoff becomes irrelevant because it's who we become in the space, the bigness that we adapt, how we actually take up the space that actually creates the payoff. And what we learn in the space becomes invaluable. Like, I like to think of the process being a process of discovery. Mm. And sometimes it's important in the process that we get lost. Yeah. In order to find our way home. Yeah. So sometimes when we find ourselves lost in the space or lost in the process... We think we're failing. We think we are not doing it right. But that's actually essential to getting it right. Yeah. I I used to say I learned how to become a good director by directing badly. Right? So I had to direct a lot of shows poorly in order to actually get to a show that was a good show. Right. I feel like I've done that with films as well. I've gone... Oh, well, that didn't work. And I learned because I did it. So my my learning actually went faster because I failed. Right. And, you know, we had times with Rock of Ages where we decided to get rid of the main character, Drew, and make the whole thing Franz's story, the side character. So there's a whole draft that exists. Yes, swear to God. Right. So And it was very late in our journey. Like, it was like four years into our development where we're like, eh, we're going to kill Drew and make it Franz's story and combine them and Franz falls in love with Sherry. I mean, this is a whole thing that actually occurred and it was an important step 
because we learned something about how the show could collapse that once we we did it and went, well, that's not the right choice that then allowed us to bring back Drew. But then all of a sudden the pieces fit in a different way. Wow. It's almost like until you know how something can collapse, you don't really know how to build it. Well, that's it. Wow. That's it. You know what? It reminds me of uh, this really cool artist, uh, a French artist called Marshal Duchamp. And he uh, was one of these really interesting artists of the 20th century. And he notoriously made these like ready-made art pieces that his design was, I'm only making art to challenge people. I am making art in order to make people uncomfortable. Mm. I'm not interested in making art that someone's going to look at and feel joy or beauty or free. I want to make art that when you look at it, you, something feels wrong. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. we hate that. Right. We, we hate, hate that. that. So, so uh, like an example is he would take like a urinal or like a household item or some tchotchke and put it in an art gallery and tell people this is profound. And then people would feel, like, uncomfortable, like, well, I don't get how a urinal is profound. And it's like, well, that's your problem. (laughs) Well, isn't that the thing? We want to get it. We want to know what it's for. We want to be able to have meaning. So when you're inside the process and you can't see the meaning and you don't know what it's for, then you want to say something is wrong that shouldn't be here, as opposed to the meaning just hasn't been revealed to me yet. Right, and the only reason we don't sit in that is because it brings up our own stupidity or unworthiness or insecurity or what are people going to think about me not being the person who gets it. So then we need to rush into some sort of resolution when really the not getting it is actually carving out our interior landscape and making us grow and be who we're supposed to be. It's so funny. I, I... Last night when I was on the subway, the thing that was the scariest is what happens if this never ends? Mm. That question. Mm. And I think that's the question that people hit up against in their careers. What happens if this never makes it? Makes it. What happens if I never know how to tell this story right? What happens if da-da-da? So we're so afraid of there being no resolution that we actually don't want to be in the process. Right. And that was Duchamp's whole thesis. His whole thesis was, I want people to have to feel and sit in the space without anything ever getting delivered. Mm -hmm. Like, this Mm -hmm. is never going to get resolved. That's why it makes you uncomfortable. And what happens to you when you sit and feel the tension And get into a place of peace with the tension, understanding that maybe the tension is the point. The tension is the point. Here's what it makes me think of. What if life, human existence, from the moment we take our first breath till the moment we take our last breath, is actually a huge delay? Mm -hmm. What if all of life is the delay. Mm -hmm. And so if that thesis is correct, then that means death is the resolution. So why are we, and many of us do this, spend our life rushing to one resolution, then the next, then the next, never feeling happy, only ever feeling relief and complaining that we don't feel happier. And then we get to the resolution, which is we die. <laughs> so, congratulations. Congratulations. You're now dead. You're resolved. It's like Osho says the only thing that has any safety is a dead body. It's yep. the only thing you can really fully know 
that nothing's going to happen to it. Mm -hmm. You're dead. You are resolved. Yes. So if this is correct, then every time we find ourselves in a place of tension and try to get out of it, it is the equivalent of saying, I'm trying to get out of being alive. I'm trying to get out of my life. I'm trying to get out of the very point of me being on this planet, which is to live and mess it up and make mistakes and fail and fall in love with the wrong people and mess it all up and then become something through that process. It's almost like we want to put our arms up and go, I'm in tension. I'm in I'm alive. Something's happening through me. I'm falling in love with the wrong person again. This is so fantastic. One day I might my my might lead me somewhere. You know? Yes. Because because if the resolution is our death then the tension is our life, our being, our pleasure, our joy, our bliss, our our everything. Mm-hmm. It's our truth. It is the whole point of this whole game. Yes. And that even makes me think of um, Samuel Beckett's play, Waiting for Godot, right? Like the whole play, for those of you who may not know this play, is all the characters are, are waiting for this character to show up. And the point of the play is that the characters are all changed in dramatically different ways in their relationship to this thing that never shows up. Yes. They all become something in their relationship to the thing that never shows up. So the point, friends, is that the second he shows up, the growth stops. The second he shows up, the play is over. Mm -hmm. And we are here to see a play. We are not here to see something get resolved. We are here to see growth, right? We're here for growth. Um, it reminds me, and I know I've told this story before on the podcast, so, uh, enjoy it for the second time. (laughs) Um, there was a moment when Rock of Ages had done these developmental productions and it was going to New York, right? And it was very exciting. And I came out here and I interviewed designers and I hired people and I cast, I cast people. And, um, it was also a time that I was going through a really intense breakup. It was the first like relationship I'd ever lived with someone. And, um, and so I literally the, we broke up and I got on an airplane and I was like, well, at least I have this show. And I, and I cast the show and I hired designers. And at the end of the week, I got a phone call that we weren't moving forward. And it was like, uh, well now I have no relationship. Mm-hmm. I have no place to live. And I don't have a show. Well, I guess I get to figure out who I am now. Tension! <laughs> Tension! And I ha- had lived in the most beautiful apartment that I gave up to move in with this uh, person. And so I went back to the apartment I used to live in that now has no available rooms. And I slept on the couch. And, um, and I was like, okay. And that's where my friend Bonnie gave me a... Uh, the collected work of Florence Scovelshin, mm-hmm. and my little brother gave me the CD of Michael Beckwith uh, called Your Law, Your Life. And I remember driving, because I was in Los Angeles, to the gym every morning and listening to Your Law, Your Life by Michael Beckwith. And I knew, I said, if I listen to this every day, it will change my life. And that's when I started teaching writing classes, and I started it just came through what I was learning from Florence and Michael and Wayne Dyer and all these people started coming into my classes. Well, what happened in that space, in that delay is 
my spiritual beliefs changed, mm-hmm. my limited beliefs shifted, my faith grew. And then so when I finally got the call, it was almost like a year and a half, two years later that we were moving forward to coming to New York, I was a different human being, right? So the delay gave me the space for me to grow into the person who could do it totally different. And if it had happened at the time I thought it was going to happen, I probably would, wouldn't have been a big enough space to deliver it in the same way. And couldn't have held it. Couldn't have held it. There's a difference between us getting to the resolution of having. There's another di- uh, idea of the resolution of having and holding. Yes. And keeping. Yes. And maintaining. And in order to do that, we need to be a bigger space. And in the same way that uh, if Godot had ever showed up, like it, it so had nothing to do with him that he never did have to show up. It so had nothing to do with the results or the financial gain, the success of the show. That never even had to show up. It's only proof that we live in a loving universe that it did because you never needed it to happen. Once you had done that level of work and mastery on yourself, it became irrelevant if it happened. So there, of course, it did. It could happen. It could happen. It's like you have Rob Bell always says life is rigged in favor, in our favor. But he says life is rigged in the favor of our growth. Yeah, And that doesn't mean our comfortability. Yes. Right? So all these things that are coming towards us and coming into our lives are so that we can grow into who our highest selves has for us to be. Yes. The job, friends, is to say and to know and to stand for with as much commitment as Kristen and I sing Life is for Motherfucking Mm -hmm. Joy is to say this tension is for me. Mm -hmm. This tension is a gift. Mm -hmm. This tension is the whole point. This tension is why I am here. And who I am in the face of this tension is who I was born to be So let me not avoid it. Let me not run away from it. Let me not try to resolve it. Let me know myself in it so I can be who I was placed on this earth by a loving universe to stand for. The tension that is in our lives was tailor-made for us, you know? So if we can really ingest that the delay is all about the process of our true becoming, And as we find ourselves in moments where we might feel like we're stuck underground or we might feel like we're lost, we say, yes, this is teaching me and and helping me cultivate who I really am. There's mastery here and it is courting me and it is pulling me and it is giving me a vision and all I have to do is allow myself fully to be in the process and to love myself in this process. And here's the truth, friends. Your seat of consciousness, your higher self, your spirit, your soul, is so deeply in love with you that even when you resolve the tension, it is already creating more of it for you. Mm. So the resolution is always a passing breath, a fleeting moment. And so if your whole life is trying to string together moment after moment of resolution, 
you're actually creating more tension for yourself. <laughs> you know what it makes me think about is sex. Of course. Right? Everything makes us think of sex. That's right. Because um, the fun <laughs> isn't necessarily the resolution. Right. The fun is getting to the resolution. Uh-huh. The fun is the friction. <laughs> And the process well, and of getting to the resolution. In the same way that all of nature is uh, expansion and contraction, the, the actual moment of the uh, orgasm is actually not expansion. It's actually the most contraction. It's actually the deepest possible manifestation of contraction. The breath, the exhale after the orgasm is actually the expansion. And if we want to look at expansion as the relief and tension as the contraction that creates the release, but we also know that the orgasm is the part that actually does the most to us, then we have to stop being so afraid of contracted states of energy. Contracted states of energy is where the gold is. Ooh, I'm contracted. (laughs) I feel so good. There's contractions happening. (laughs) Something must be given birth. Um, I don't know what that voice is or where it it came from. All of it. Um, The tension is the gift. So may we not push away the gift. There is a quote by Wendell Berry. Uh, He is an American author and poet and a farmer. And so cute. He's 83 years old and he's He's adorable. adorable. (laughs) (laughs) We encourage you to look him up and look at his cute face. (laughs) This is what he says. When we don't rush to relieve the tension, our work transforms. When we love the tension, our lives transform. When we accept the delay in our work and our lives, our real work and life begins. May it be when we no longer know what to do, we have to come to our real work. And that when we no longer know which way to go, we have begun our real journey. Mm. Wendell Berry. When we no longer know which way to go, we've begun our real journey. We were talking earlier about when you feel lost, that is your soul's compass being pointed at true north. That is the moment where what you find is bigger than a destination because you find yourself. You find why you're here. You find who you are. And that is a direction worth walking, even if it feels like you are going nowhere. Mm. So loves, lovers, no matter where you are today, And if you feel like you are stuck in the delay or like you're going nowhere, know that you are a part of a process that is the delivery of your true soul, your true self, and your real work, your real journey has begun. Remembering, friends, that we are creators and creativity does not live in the what happens now. It lives in the mess, the discovery, the tension. It's not ready-made. It's a process. It's an unfolding. And so are you. And so are you. And it's why you're here. And so we encourage you, wherever you are, whatever tension is arising in your life, to say thank you. 
I can't wait to see what this is teaching me. I can't wait to see what is unfolding in me, how I am being carved out, made new, have clear understanding. How can you answer tension with curiosity so that the resolution can, instead of feeling like relief, start to feel like, oh, I know. <laughs> I knew you were coming. And I didn't need you to be here. And that's why it feels so good. And that's why it feels so good. So friends, thank you for listening. This was so fun. So fun. Enjoy the tension. Enjoy living your best life. Enjoy your new song. Life is for motherfucking joy. <laughs> uh, we have a couple announcements. We if, do. if you are in Denver, Colorado, we know you're there. We know that you're out there because we see you listening to our podcast. We spy on you and stalk you. Yes. <laughs> you don't even know we're stalking you right now. Um, we're coming to you in May, May 5th. Uh, Natalie and I are coming to, uh, to teach for a day. We are so excited. Actually, a beautiful listener of ours on our podcast invited us to come to Denver. And we are so excited to come and to see you and to see Denver. And we are teaching a five-hour workshop on Saturday, May the 5th, and you have until April 20th to sign up for that, and that class is at the uh, Arveda Center for the Arts and Humanities, which is in uh, Colorado, in Denver, and if you want to know more information about that, check out their website. It's A-R-V-A-D-A Center for Arts and Humanity, and you can sign up, I believe, right online at their website, and we're even in their cute new uh, publication for um, the month. We're actually on the cover of their cute publication for the month, and we look adorable. It's so cute. Um, so uh, if you are interested in that Saturday, May 5th from 12 to 5, come hang out with us in Denver. It is going to be a big, fun day. Do we have any other announcements? You have a new class starting. I have a new class starting. Uh, so friends, I'm doing another online class, and I love doing these online classes because it means people who aren't in New York City can have access to uh, my cute face. I'm doing a class for artists about nervous energy. So whatever kind of artist you are, and this might even be something that comes up for you in uh, business meetings or in job interviews. This could be something that comes up for you in showcasing your artwork or you know doing a concert with a new song for the first time, and specifically the, the audition process and how nerves come up. And this is a three-week online class. And we're dealing with how the energy of nervousness shows up both uh, in your body and in your mind and of course in your spirit. So it's a three-week class. It starts April 10th, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. If you want to sign up for that class, you can head over to thecreateseries.com and under online classes, I have all the information and the link where you can go sign up. And it would just be so fun to do that class with you. And uh, I hope you come and check that out. Exciting. Yay! Yay! Can we go out on a song? Let's go out on a song. Ready? Oh, and we also want to give you a little save the date uh, for Pleasure in Italy. Oh, yes. Friends, we are announcing this soon. It's we... going to be very exciting. So We need to learn Italian words. I know. Um, let's see if I... Do I know any... Uh, 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 ciao Bella. <laughs> that's, just, that's what all the Italian men say to me when I'm uh, in Italy. Gelato. Gelato. That's, that's what they say to me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 
So we um, we're having our own little eat, pray, love. We're having our own. <laughs> yeah. If you were with us in Paris, you're gonna want to be with us in Italy. And if you weren't with us in Paris, then you definitely, definitely. want us to be with us in Italy. Um, we're going to be announcing this soon, but it looks like it's September. Yeah, early September. So just mark your calendars: late August, early September, to plan on being in Italy with us and uh, start um, stretching your belly so you can eat all the pasta. <laughs> <laughs> and out with a song we go. Here we go. Five, six, seven, eight. Life is for motherfucking joy. Woo! If you want to know about the Create Workshop series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com. And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com. And if you want to come to Create, you can go to the Actors Green Room in New York City. Um, and it is Sunday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com and you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo!